Yo, what's up, guys? It's your boy Jody Rich. We're back for another episode of Cracking the Nut podcast. Um, this week we've got Andre Burrito. He's gonna be telling us some dope stuff. So listen in for all you single parent household people who have questions. This is gonna be a good one. Sometimes it works out amazingly, sometimes it doesn't. Like you can have, grow up with a step parent who treats you as one of their own, or you can grow up with a step parent who's like, Do you know what, I want nothing to do with you, you're not my own flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's one of those ones. But like, I'll, I'll say let's just like start on sort of growing up without a dad. Because like I spent the first three years of my life without a dad. Like a lot of the important stuff, like my actual real dad, missed like not by my choice by his own choice sort of thing so it's like sort of growing up and that and you kind of have that missing piece like it's something you can sort of never feel like you can never feel that kind of missing piece like which you've got because it's one of those ones where no matter what you do no matter what you strive for like you can never kind of fill that hole it's like I've, I've done many a stupid things like trying to fill the hole like I've, I've tried drinking I've tried filling that hole with drugs like just to try and feel complete but you just can't it's like even growing like when you sort of go and work for your boss for the first time it, this could be like male or female like it's that non-self-satisfaction sort of thing and like you kind of feel like a failure to them like especially for me like my boss he, he, like a lot of people I grew up with like in my working life were like family to me they kind of I was forever seeking out that missing piece forever looking for the person who my dad was and other people so for example my old head chef like he took me for my first beer at 16 he taught me all this stuff like my old man like my real dad never taught me mm-hmm. like he used to give me driving lessons in the company car park a lot of sort of stuff so is it like is it like not being able to fill the void or is it teaching people how to fill the void or like what is what is it I'm I'm just what do you want to say uh, I'd say mainly man just not being able to fill that void like I'm sure there's people out there who are in a similar position like they've grown up with one parent and like like that's just left them with that kind of void it's a void you can kind of never fill. It's like, as, as you know for a fact, like, while I was out here, trying to branch out to my real dad, we haven't spoken for years. Last time I saw him was before I left for France. And, like, I, he, he had ample opportunity. He had a year and a half while I was in England to get in touch with me. Like, I sent him an invite when I did my, like, first charity boxing match in front of 3,000 people. Like, I kind of saved him a seat at the table and he never sort of showed. Like it's a lot of it's like a lot of things which you could have done or at least gone like yes yeah, I'm proud of you it's just those very little things you never kind of hear like no matter who you hear it from or like it's never gonna kind of fill that void 
so what do you do since you can't ever feel this void? Like, what's the positive take from it? Like, or what's the, the workaround or what's the solution? Like, because, um, I mean, you can't just be like, all right, if you grew up with a single parent, you're going to have a void. Like, yeah. if you grew up with a single parent, more than likely you feel that and you know that. Yeah. The whole, the whole point of, like, what I want to do with the podcast is help people to improve or to grow in life. And by telling them, oh, you can't fill this void, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, well, thanks. Fine. Yeah, you know? it's like, cheers, man. Yeah. Leave me on the gutter. You know? But no, I think you can kind of self-teach yourself, like, whereas you understand that you haven't grown up without parents, but at the same time, you accept that consciously and you work on it yourself. You try and fill it, fill it with other stuff. Like, like the, there's no such thing as like unfillable like you can fill low for so many years like you go through like your childhood like just being angry at that parent like but I guess like the main thing to try and fill that void is either like branch out speak to them even if they don't want to know at least you can make peace with that so just, you can fill the void yeah, yeah you can yeah uh, you can but everyone can kind of fill it in their own way if that makes sense as in so, like you can sometimes fill it with like uh, moving like just making peace with the whole situation and just being understanding like or you can just accept the fact and just use that to improve yourself so for example when you become a parent no matter what happens with you and your partner like to still love your kids no matter what put them first throughout everything no matter how much like your partner's being like a camp about things, like just speak to them, like branch out to your kids, like make sure your kids know that you're still there, you still love them. Like that's that's like one way like you can try to improve yourself. Even though you had a shit upbringing, it doesn't mean that you have to give your kids a shit upbringing, no matter what happens. Like you can, like that's one way of filling the void. Like you can try and fill the void with like other stupid stuff. Like it's, you'll kind of find it easier to try and take comfort in something else, which is like always the case. Like for me, as I said, it was alcohol. Like alcohol was what I tried to comfort myself with, just kind of feeling that when I was feeling down and like low and like unloved, like I'd just turn to the bottle because that was the easy thing to do. So what are people's other options? Like hypothetically, like this person is listening right now and they're like oh um okay I don't have kids or I'm not planning on having yeah. kids for a long time and I have been turning to alcohol what's some like how else can they you know like clear their mind or fill that void like um I guess for a lot of like how old, how did you do it or how did you change in your ways you know yeah um I'd say with a lot of self reflection like trying to put that energy you're using that, that kind of negative energy you're using on yourself because you can't say you're not like to even be kind of thinking like right I'm in this void you're, you're still putting energy into that like and it's not easy to just switch off but it is easier to change that energy into something else you could throw yourself into a sports league and look up to your coach like a dad like a father figure or, or a mother figure or something to replace that you can sort of have friends who you look up to for advice like you you can find a replacement for that void and you someone you know true and dear who can just fill that missing gap because like I had a friend who sort of did that for me 
It's like I, with my older brother, like he was never around. I used to have to stand up for him in his fights, my fights, and my sister's fights. So that was always the case that I had a, a friend of the family who I looked up to like a brother, which filled that void. And to this day, it still fills that void. Even though now me and my brother have a good relationship, we spend a lot more time together. Like I was seeing him a lot before I came out to Canada. Like I've got to know my nieces really well. Like I spent a lot of time. I wasn't just like some sort of stranger to them. So I just kind of, you just find something to fill the void, which isn't like something which is going to destroy you. And but that's a, it's a nice crutch for like a good while. But at the same time, you need to kind of digest yourself and just really think. You're like, right, they may not be around. I've tried making peace with them. I've tried getting in contact with them. I'm just going to improve my own life. I'm going to focus on myself. I'm not going to focus on the pain they've brought me, but I'm going to learn from it as an example like, of like something to... Because I feel like no matter what kind of brings you down, uh, it you can bring yourself back up stronger. Like The little things which get you down will soon become nothing. Like you can just, if you just have the right mentality to just push yourself like through these things, like I'm not saying jump jump through hoops like for your dislike parent. Like I'm just I'm just saying, do it for yourself. Jump through, get through your life, and learn learn from like their mistakes, like the mistakes they made with you. It's like the fact that I was lucky to have my granddad who acted as my dad. He is the closest thing to a real dad I've possibly had. Like other than my stepdad, who I love like completely, because he took me in as one of his own when he had two other kids from his previous marriage. And he made things work for my mum, and I look up to him. But there was a lot of stuff as a dad he didn't actually do, which my granddad did for me. Teach me to tie a shoe. Teach me how to tie an actual tie. Like how to dress smart, how to speak, how to walk, how to talk. Like properly to get far in life. They're like the small things which you could feel, oh, my parent doesn't do this for me. Like, because it's just the one, they're just working hard and hard and hard to try and put a roof and food on the table. You, you can just look around you and you can see who's that figure in your life. Who, and they are normally the best people you can use to fill that like, missing, missing piece, that missing that void, while you're trying to discover yourself. Like, I was lo I've discovered a lot about myself through traveling, which, through meeting other people who start as strangers who become family like and that is a really good way because like you feel right I'm in a dead end sort of thing like I'm just down all the time because it, it happens like you just need to take yourself away and find yourself and even if you don't think oh I can't really find myself you can still find yourself through the help of other people they can show you the path to take now, when you say, like, find yourself, what do you mean, find yourself, like, like, to make it clear, like, does that mean, like, stop doing drugs, does that mean, like, leave your hometown and go somewhere else and reinvent yourself as somebody else, like, what does it mean to you, um, find yourself? Like, to like? find yourself, I feel, you, you will go through life experiences, 
like through those experiences that's how you slowly start to actually find your true colours as in like you can do stupid shit while you're away you can party every night and you'll still have that missing piece but like pushing on to really self-discovering yourself like getting yourself to do something you've never done before like for a fact that you got um, that you helped me start doing open mics now like when at the start of the season I was just a pisshead I was just a pisshead and party animal that's all I wanted to do now through I used to have to get really drunk before going up like on an open mic but I kind of eventually found myself through not drinking and just going right I'm, I'm here for me I'm not here for anyone else I'm not trying to impress anyone else and I feel that's the first step to finding yourself is just to accept the fact of who you are Yes, you can kind of reinvent yourself, but at the same time, when you stop trying to impress everyone around you, and you just focus on yourself, that's when you start like finding yourself. You find your true self, and you f- and you'll find that you attract the people who want to improve your life, the people who encourage you to do things you never thought you could do. Mm. And through that is another way of finding yourself. It's like finding yourself will never end. You're forever exploring yourself. Like there's, n- it's a never-ending thing. Like no amount of, yeah, you could say that you could use drugs to have to help find yourself, but deep down, everything those drugs give you is already inside of you. Like for a fact, look at acid. Everything you f- like, you feel and think on acid, it's already in there. When you like do shrooms, and you feel like a weird sense around you, you can actually you're you're starting to kind of, you're connecting parts of your brain which haven't worked before and you kind of harmonize yourself so I'm not saying like oh go and do drugs like to find yourself it's just a step you can take but at the same time you're kind of waste like you're finding stuff which is already inside of you like you don't kind of need those kind of drugs to sort of find yourself oh sorry that's that's a bit confusing in a sense yeah like so what you want to talk about what you want to tell the people is like you come from a single parent home, find a mentor or somebody that you look up to that yeah. has positive traits yeah. that yeah. you can fill the void with. Yeah, that's that's literally it. It's and then the next step is to like start to find yourself so yeah. that you can fill the void with yourself. Yeah. Is that what you want to say? Yeah, that's pretty much that's it down to the T. Is finding yourself a mentor to start off with. It's not an easy task. Like, you might think, oh, it could be this person or this person. But you eventually find out who, like, your true mentor is. Like, because you can have many mentors. It's not just one person. For example, it could be your grandma. It could be your granddad. It could be an older brother. It could be an old best friend. It could be, like, a new person you met who just wants the best for you. And they will, will tell you to start looking deep inside yourself. Like... At this age, 22, turning 23, I've finally started properly finding myself after so many years of just trying to destroy myself. I've been forever putting myself down, forever kind of turning to the bottle to try and cheer myself up, to just literally pass out with a whiskey bottle in your arms, like after drinking and sleep with that bottle. Like, that's no, no state you should ever really get yourself into, but it happens. And, it's, and when everything starts turning black and like uh, you can't really see the light 
that's when you know even your mentors can't kind of help you. Like they can go to you, I'll go to an AA meeting or something like that, or like just try and cut it back a bit and this and that. But you really need to ask yourself the questions of why am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm not getting anything out of this. I'm just in a destructive state. As in, I've gotten to the point where when I was younger, I was about on five different occasions, I come so close to committing suicide because I felt so dark and sort of tangled up in everything. I, in my eyes, I was always a failure to my dad. And through that, I was then a failure to my boss. Like any little fuck up I did in life would just come back 10 times stronger and bite me in the ass. As in, it could be something stupid as fucking up a dish of being a chef. Like, and having that dish sent back and the boss coming in and like ripping your ear off for it. No, that would feel like a failure, sort of like that. Now, what, um, what would stop you from doing, from committing suicide in those kind of instances when you felt like you were down? Because I want to bring that up on the podcast when we talk about it. Yeah, now. um, I think it's just trying to grab that last glimmer of hope before, like that kind of shiny speck in the dark, just kind of move towards it. As in, not think, right, like, life is so shit, I'm just going to give up, like, because it's going to get, because life's going to kick you down, but it's up to you to pull yourself back up again, like, you can have people pull you up, but at the same time, when after they pull you up, you can easily fall back down, you kind of got to find that strength within, and not focus on the stuff you kind of, like, which was bringing you down. That's a clear sign of whatever like kind of situation you're in where you're being strangled like by everything around you, you just need to kind of break free and get away. Like whether that means changing leaving your hometown, leaving like a destructive job you're in, like just moving to somewhere more positive. Because there's always gonna be negative, but if you can just try and seek the positive for yourself and not the false positive, where you feel like someone has the best intentions for you but they actually don't. So it's just a case of trying not to let like kind of those feelings of that in that void which you're trying to fill and you're unsure how to fill because those because the feelings in that void and I'm sure you would agree like is the feeling of like abandonment failure and just feeling like you're not worth it but looking for that little kind of light of you know what I actually am worth it like life may have kicked me in the teeth but I'm going to get back up and fight it and just move on like in my apprenticeship I was like kicked about kept on the ground and it wasn't until I put my notice in after four years and decided fuck it I'm going to go and work in France that my life truly kicked off for a better state like from that France was amazing what made you just like say I'm over it I'm done last dream after four years you put in four years what made you just like all of a sudden like I'm done so my apprenticeship ended after about three and a half years mm-hmm. and I was unsure of what to do next and as I was saying my friend who's like a brother to me was working in France at the time mm-hmm. like for the summer and I asked him like oh look I really want to come and work for you I've always wanted to work for you my apprenticeship's done I'm, qu- I'm a qualified chef and I'm like I want to come and work, like work with you or work for you, and 
he told me, oh, check out this website, which was season to season employment. I found, I was going through the job listings of the chefs and it was private head chef, head chef, uh, chalet chef, and I was reading through them and where I'd been kicked down so much, it was just like, oh no, I can't do this. So I went for a really simple assistant chef, piss poor money, but it was going to be the chance to go and experience something I've always wanted to do, which was snowboarding. So I signed up for it. I got an email the next day saying, when can you, when can you come in for an interview? And it was only after the interview when he told me that I've got the job, I put my notice in and I left that November and I went out to work for this company in December. So I took a week to myself just to say goodbye to people because it was going to be my first time moving away just after turning 20. And it was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to do my best. And as, as my head chef taught me, to show off. Like, if you can show off, as silly as it sounds, is a good way of getting noticed quickly. So from being an assistant chef who was on about uh, tops 400 to 500 euros a month to becoming a private head chef because I just showed off. I showed my talent. So something that you know deep down inside that you can do and with knowing that there's no strings like behind you, yeah, you, you could like skin miss the opportunity but you can still kind of use the opportunity to grow, you still learn. Like every day is still a school day, like you never stop learning. And like people are gonna teach you how to get by in life. Like some people teach you the right things to say to get that job or like to kind of push on for that. Um, yeah, so it's just that kind of, uh, that string of freedom, knowing that right, I've got two weeks left here and I can cut the string. You'll find that you're so much happier when you're no longer bound by some stupid contract. You know that you're leaving. You get a sense of happiness which you kind of haven't felt before, knowing that you can buy me today, but I'm going to be working within a week's time. Like, as in you've got that kind of freedom, you've got that enjoyment. You'll find that whatever you're passionate about in that job will, will come out. Like, I'm not saying it will be the same for every job. Like, you could be stacking shelves to Tesco's and you could be hating life. And, like, you put your notice aside, you're still not going to have much more enjoyment out of stacking those shelves. Yeah, you could have a bit of a fuck around and just put some stupid tags on stuff. Yeah. But, like, if that makes you happy. But when you work in a trade and you then kind of have that thought, right, if I fuck up, it's okay. And that's the kind of mentality you need, is if I fuck up, it's okay, it's not the end of the world. Like, why am I being so sort of stupid about it? And, like, for a lot of people who have done acid, will say that they kind of get this feeling of, oh, why am I being so fucking stupid about it? It's something so petty. It'll be, it's that kind of feeling where you just, uh, lose those stupid uh, buffers around you like you don't need acid to do, like acid's not going to tell you to drop all that it, it's what's inside of you it's just a thought you have which you which you could have if you're sober mm. like you could have that thought of, do you know what when you actually look at things you've done and you could be like why the fuck was I being so stupid about that like something as stupid as like oh I've, I've accidentally put salt in the uh, 
uh, creme brulee mix instead of sugar. Um, I so was, you just gotta start beating yourself up. About yeah, well, that's the truth. Mm. When you start beating yourself up over such small things, they, it drives you closer to the edge, and that's where, like, when you're on that edge, you're kind of like sitting. You're kind of walking on a knife. Like the more you walk and the more pressure you put on yourself, the more you're hurting yourself. As in, you're pushing yourself to the point where, do you know what? Actually, life would be easier if I if I was just dead. But at the same time, like, what what also kind of kept uh, what also kind of kept me from committing suicide was the fact of the amount of times I've nearly died, which I'm grateful for every day now. Because 15 times is a stupid fucking number at the end of the day of like, of nearly dying. And it's, so I always see it as the universe is not finished with me yet. Mm. Like, I don't know my fate, and, and I'm pretty sure until like I've completed what I've been put on this earth to do is done, then my time will pass. It, like, if you're, if you're gonna, tr like, if you feel like you're in a really dark place, just try and search for your purpose like try and seek out whether it's something as small as you're a really uh, charitable per char charitable person who gives gives out to people it doesn't have to be money it doesn't have to be food it could just be advice you could be helping your friends get through situations while you feel the shit but you don't want to burden them and another thing you shouldn't do is bottle up your burdens like a weight uh, burden halved is almost a problem solved. Like if you share your pain with other people, the right people will help you through it. Because people, like as crazy as it seems, so many people have similar problems, but they won't say anything. They'll just kind of keep it on their back and they'll feel like they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders. Whereas if you share it with a friend, they, they could have been through the same situation. Like you're going to meet all different peoples from all different walks of life during your time. And you never know what they've been through. Like, the, the more you get to know them and the more truthful you are to them and you don't put a mask on, saying, oh yeah, everything's fine, the more it's going to, the more you can kind of share and open up and go, do you know what? Like, if they tried this way, I'm going to give it an attempt too. Because it could be a sign because simple as... Like for uh, for example, I used to be so I have really bad anger issues, like anger problems, and I'll take it out on people. I'll beat people up for no for no reason. Like someone could look at me funny, or like I'll do it out of self defense because I was always bullied. And that's the year is I took up boxing as an anger release, as in just smacking the shit out of a, a punch bag. And that's what I used to channel my, like, the energy which used to uh, kind of keep me weighted down. And you and I kind of feel relieved as if I just got stoned. As in, I just felt high on life afterwards. All that negative pent-up energy, I just took it out on a punch bag. Like, and you could do that with anything. Like, it doesn't have to be boxing. It could be poverty, for example. You could put all your anger and hatred into a really calm, relaxing pottery session a bit of painting you could paint like some people like to put it into songs to just get it out like that's one thing this this uh, travel experience has taught me is if you like to let your emotions flow 
And if you don't let your emotions flow, you don't let your burdens flow, you don't let anything flow. Like your happiness is kind of stuck, cocked up. Like your burdens are, your fears, like everything which is you is just cocked up and you can't process. It's like a jam in the machine. Mm. And if you're if you're that kind of fixated on your problems, you're never gonna kind of leave like especially with your problems and your emotions, like if you're that cocked up, you're never gonna like enjoy the joyful times. Like your happiness and that and that's another thing going back to growing up without a parent is if you just can continuously focus on on a failure, like because my dad doesn't want anything to do with me or my mum doesn't want anything to do with me. Like, oh I feel abandoned. If you just continuously focus on that and you don't like speak out about it like because it's guaranteed if you had a hundred friends at least ten of those friends would be true to you and would listen and understand but what about the people that like they always like oh man woe is me I'm a victim because my parent left or my whoever left me what do you have to say like like if somebody like that would listen to the podcast like what would you say to them because they they clearly are, are speaking out about it but they just yeah. keep saying oh it's that person's fault it's that person's fault oh they did that and da 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 instead of like um, I would say to them like first of all stop like the more you kind of go put the blame it's, it's not a blame game you, you honestly don't know the situations like which happened it's like like my situation I found out uh age 20 before I went out to France because I said goodbye to my dad for the last uh, that was the last time I spoke to him the last time I spoke to him he told me that my mother cheated on him and that she was a whore and this that and the other and this was like up just before Christmas like that's literally how he spoke to me and that's putting the blame on someone I kind of have to see it as a fact of okay it didn't work out and sure like my parents got a problem which they're not comfortable with like by going oh woe is me you're not exactly dealing with your problem yes you're speaking out about it but in the wrong sense you're putting the blame on someone else it's not your fault it's not their fault like sometimes these things like it happens like not not everything is happy happy days in life like you're gonna have really like you're gonna have really hard times some people find it's easier to walk walk out and walk away before like before they come to terms with it. It's like in the past my old my dad used to say, Oh, you, your brother and your sister are the only family I have and like God forbid anything happened to me because you guys are the only ones I've got and all that. But he was very much the same as a lot of people would be, Oh, my parents left me. He both my so on his side, both his parents died when he was seven. He got put through foster care while his brother got adopted because he was younger by his uncle and that. So he blamed everything. And from that, he lev- lives a self-destructive life. As in, he's repeated everything which has happened to him growing up out on me. But I feel he learned from his mistakes on me because he hasn't done the same to my other brother and that. But I don't hold that against him. Like, everything's learning like I'm sure in the future we'll be able to make up and make peace and break bread again but at least I put the olive branch out there like if you just if you're just cons- consistently thinking oh woe is me 
you're just kind of like crying for attention and that kind of attention is not going to soothe it it's like rubbing a burn <laughs> you're just gonna like you think like oh if i rub a, if like if i put rub loads of lotions and ointments on it all the time i'm gonna heal it there's a high chance you're gonna burst it you're gonna make it you're gonna make it worse it's like scratching like a rash or something you're just gonna rip skin out the more you focus on it yeah like so you then turn self-destructive the first thing you've got to do rather than go woe is me is just kind of accept the fact or and make peace with it and just think right i'm going to make peace with this i'm going to make peace with them even if you like have arguments and that it's like i can understand some people would literally be like oh my dad used to beat my mum and that's why like he left and that's why I have nothing to do with him. I, one thing I'd say is would confront them and just say, I forgive you. Like, I forgive you. I don't agree with what you've done, but I forgive you. If you can, it's up to you whether we start a new life and make, like, we try and make up for it and reconnect. Or we just say, all right, we've made, you've made peace and forget about it and just, uh, bury the like either bury the hatchet or put lay it to rest because the more you stew on it the more it's just gonna like turn vile like that kind of woe is me is suddenly gonna turn into more into arsehole f bomb and it turns vile and it turns spiteful and you don't even you'll kind of be in a position where you're like oh I'd spit on their grave if I was seeing them mm. like and you just become and you're putting so much evil and negative energy like out there but at the same time you're blaming that person but you're also putting it on yourself because you're the one it's like an, an old expression like a bit biblical it's like whoever puts a curse on someone is cursed themselves like you can't get one without the other if you speak evil to someone you bring evil into your life mm. whereas if you forgive someone you actually balance it out like, and even if your parent was, like, left and all that, and you at least put the effort in, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm putting the effort in, they don't want anything to do, I can make peace with that, and just put it to bed, and just use that, the energy you would have wasted on blaming them for everything to p progress yourself. Like, use that, like, energy in a better sense. Put it into something. Be creative, be productive. Whether like it makes you feel better to write a song, like or whether like as we're doing, doing a podcast to kind of confront this issue, so no one else has to feel that way, or use your experience to give someone else counselling who's going through the same thing. It could be that you have like a younger brother or sister, who at the same time, their dad did the same thing, and has just left it. Be a crutch for them. Be the mentor. Change your whole perspective on it. And just be like, okay, he may be gone or she may be gone, but I'll make up for that for you. I will teach you what he never taught me. And just use your experience to kind of help and teach and nurture someone else going through the same thing. Because you'll be amazed. Like, what was it? I went on a night, night out a couple of nights ago, left the club early, bumped into a group of people, chatted to them. And then they brought up a conversation about their parents leaving them. Mm. And at the same time, it's like when you... And this is on a random night out, and the chances of that are so wild. But it just goes to show everyone kind of grows up 
either of all the parents, some people are lucky to have both parents, some people are unlucky to have one, like, or like a parent's deceased, they could have like a stepdad, and even though the stepdad practically raised them from 2 to 20, like uh, eight, 16, 18, or a stepmom. Or grandparents themselves. Yeah. And they they could have walked out. It's it's the same thing, like you're you're gonna feel like a bit of abandonment and you're gonna feel like there's a void. But the void can be filled if you don't it will close itself up if you don't focus on it. Like the more you focus on something, you'll never give it a chance to heal. Hmm. If you put all your energy into hating that person for what they did are you truly going to let it heal unless you forgive and just move on and then the wound will close in time I think you're ready for the podcast now <laughs> yeah you ready yeah yeah. let's get started <laughs> no, honestly man I thought you were recording <laughs> oh man Thank you guys again for tuning in. Cracking the Nut Podcast. It's your boy Jody Rich. Signing out until next week.